specific instructions. So stop now. All right, three, two, one. All right, welcome. This is going to be my English Project podcast. The three people I have with me today are Cole. Say something, Cole. Uh, hello, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Anthony. Hey. And Liam. Hello. All right. So before we get into the conversation, I'm just going to go over some talking points about Chris and how he lived his life and stuff. So, like, Chris's personality is he's kind of, like, a headstrong, ambitious type of person that does what he wants and tries to live his life to his fullest before he died by starving to death in a bus in the middle of the woods. Um, so, in his early life, his parents took him out on trips hiking and doing stuff like that, which gave him his love for the wilderness and probably is why he went to the Alaskan bush in the first place, because he loved the wilderness. Um, he loved the wilderness because it was an escape from his parents fighting where he could actually be with his parents because his parents were always fighting about money and all that sort of stuff because they had a business and it was just a really stressful period of time for them. And um, it doesn't help that Chris later learned that his dad had a second family. Anyways, so Chris, after, like, during college, he got a degree in anthropology, and during the summers between um, classes, he'd go on road trips to see the country. And he was going to law school before he decided to strike out and do all the stuff he did before he died. And um, one, of the most def- one of the biggest defining moments of that period of time was when he donated his $25,000 college fund to charity and then burned all the cash in his wallet. Um, on this trip, on this trip leading up to the Alaska adventure, he met quite a few people like Jan Burrs, who was his friend. I don't really remember too much about her. Ron Franz, which was almost like a father to him, drove him out to ha- and really has helped him out a lot. Wayne Westerberg, which is a man he worked for, and like a granary sort of. And then John Galleon, which was one of the last people that saw him before he died. He was the person who brought him to the trail and tried to give him better gear, but he just refused to listen. So skipping over a lot of the stuff of him, like going through his whole road trip, going to the Alaskan bush, which is the most important part of the story. Um, he lived in a bus that was set there for people who got lost in the woods. And um, he did a lot of things. He survived for around 113 days, I want to say. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think you're right. right. Yeah, I think it's 113 days. And he did several things. Like he said he shot a moose and killed a moose with a rifle he had. People are saying it's also a caribou, but uh, I don't remember the picture. I think it probably was a caribou. It was a moose. Was it a moose? It was a moose. All right. And then, um, like, some of the biggest factors in his demise, besides, like, once he started, he planned on just walking out of the woods. He was pretty healthy at that point, probably. Not healthy, but he was in decent condition. But when he got to the river that he crossed originally, it was overflowing because it was spring and a lot of the water melted. Now, one of the biggest things, one of the biggest, I'm going to say tragedies about that, was that there was a gondola he could have taken 
a mile downstream and a mile upstream, there's a bunch of smaller rivers that he could have easily crossed before it kind of formed into the bigger river. So he went back to the bus and the thing that problem, that thing that led to his demise the most was the wild potato seeds, not because the wild potato seeds themselves were like poisonous, but he stored them in a plastic bag, which grew mold called R. All right, you're going to need to uh, excuse my pronunciation here. Lagumincola, which gives you swansonine poisoning, which basically means your body can't absorb nutrients and calories at all. So you, even though he got small game after that point, because he was eating the potato seeds and the mold, he starved to death while full, basically. Um, all right, now I'm going to say the question. Was Chris McCandless admirable or reckless? He was reckless. All right. You know, um, not in a bad way, but in the way that he could have lived and he could have, you know, lived a full life if he just listened to other people and if he wasn't so arrogant and so full of himself with the idea that he can do anything. Um, he could have gotten out of there alive. You know, plenty of people stopped him and told him, you're not prepared for this. Yeah, here's like stuff that can help you. And he just refused. Um, oh, yeah, I, I feel the need to mention really quickly that he walked into the wilderness with very minimal support, very minimal supplies and a 10 pound bag of rice for food. Yeah, so it's pretty impressive that he survived for 113 days in the Alaskan bush with the kind of supplies he had. Okay. All right, Cole, what's your opinion on it on the question? I, I personally thought he was like he was uh, it was pretty admirable what, what he did because uh you know, a lot of people sort of dream about being able to do what he did, which was to just kind of just say, whatever, I'm going to do whatever I want today, and I'm going to go wherever I want. And I sort of think that people kind of wish that they could do that more in today's society because, uh, you know, today we got – and, you know, back then, and it was 1992, 1993, around there, it's similar society still um, – you know, it's, it's a lot of it controlled by, you know, how much money you may be making and, you know, to be able to let all that down and sort of let all that go and just be able to do whatever you want. I thought was pretty admirable despite having being killed in the wilderness by it. Starvation. Yeah. Starvation. Yeah. Well, you know, if he decided to, he decided to just not do that. He wouldn't have starved, but, you know, I but just sort of doing what he wanted. All right. Anthony, what's your opinion on the question? So, I think, first off, I think he was very reckless. I, I love the outdoors. Obviously, he loved the outdoors. Um you can't mess with Mother Nature like that. Um, going into the woods with a 10-pound bag of rice. It's not just the woods. It's the Alaskan bush, yeah. which is a yeah, lot more of a And a lot more dangerous. Um, luckily, he had shelter. But he, he was reckless because he just was not prepared at all. Yeah. Well, can I – Even with our experience, just – 
camping in the woods, like not even that far away from my house, we really prepared a lot for it because you never know what could happen in the woods. You could have anything thrown at you. And can I say something? Um, what was he? What was he planning on doing if he didn't find the bus? You know, like he was very lucky finding the bus that it had a wood stove in it, it had a mattress. I think so, he would have died. It was shelter. Yeah, exactly. Faster. What exactly was he planning on doing, living day to day, if he didn't have the bus there to help him? Because he had no idea that it was out there. You know, I have a, I have something that might be a, a little like confusing to think about. Maybe if he didn't have, didn't find the bus, he might have lived actually survived the whole excursion. Yeah, he uh, he might have he might have went back earlier. He might have actually. <clears throat> realized oh crap i'm lost i can't get out across the river yeah um and, you know, he went in there without an escape plan like i can understand i guess like you know going out there and seeing how much of it you can take how how you can do this you know um but there's obviously been a stopping point there's obviously a yeah. point where you realize that okay I'm in over my head. I need to go back. So oh, he had didn't think he was over his head until he tried to cross the river again. And realized he was screwed. Also, yeah. um, things started going downhill. Also, oh, there's been some people that have some psychiatrists, psychiatrists that have like evaluated his his journals and stuff, and they thought that he might have been a, a little suicidal. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel he was, like he was, he was only seven himself. miles from the closest person, which is a far, it's far, but it's far. It's also in the Alaskan yeah. bush. That's yeah, not like you're like, you know, you I just feel All right. like he definitely could have. was said a second ago, Anthony. Oh, what I said? Yeah, there's like, I think. Someone Cole's mic just kind of screwed up for a second. Oh, so um, a lot of psychiatrists have looked at this because obviously he sparked a lot of attention, and a, a great deal of them think that he might have been suicidal just for the fact that he stayed out there for that long and didn't even he he I mean he did try, but he could have made it he could have made it to safety. If he if he had really really wanted to, mm-hmm. I think that all adds to the entire arrogance of it all. He exactly. wanted to go out there and just he was so overly confident in himself with the fact that he was going to be completely okay out there that he didn't even entertain the fact that he wasn't over his head. He was going to die. You know, I mean, he obviously did entertain the fact because he. He wrote the that letter to Wayne that said, "If I don't see you again, know that you're a great man." Yeah. So, yeah. The reason why I think he's he's sort of admirable is not because like not due to his like survival like skills, right. but sort of the like the spiritual idea of what he was doing. All right. Going on, can we all just like stop talking for a second? Yeah. Do you guys hear that, or is it just me? It's not just you. All right. So we'll just give the stream a second to uh, kind of catch its breath and then see if it'll fix itself. Okay. Yeah. All right. Try closing out your other apps too. You know, it seems to be working now. I just need a couple seconds to catch up. 
All right, Cole was the last person talking, I think. Yeah. All right, tell me what you're saying. I mean, the reason why I mainly think that he, he – it was pretty admirable is not – I mean, I will admit what he did, he was – all right, he was, he was fairly stupid when it came to personal, like, survival. But the whole entire idea, I think, was that he, he had lived in a household where his mother had been abused by a father that did live two lives and was just like – you know, and he was always protecting his sister. And I feel like that he thought that – like, he didn't really choose to go to college. Like, his parents kind of, like, pushed him into it and everything. And I think he finally wanted to do something and kind of go out on his own terms. Yeah, finally. I don't, yeah. I don't think he was going to live his own life. Think All right. Um, I think it's lagging because every time more than one person talks, it, like, overloads it. All right. Let's go one at a time, then. But, yeah, I agree with Cole about him saying, like, he was kind of forced down his own life. Like, his own life was kind of a path that was forced down by his parents. So he just kind of said, screw it. I'm going to live my own life, whether that's a comfortable one or even a fatal one, mm. which ended up being fatal. But he did it because he felt like it was the thing he needed to do. Which is um, which is why people – see, I don't see him as admirable, but I can see why other people see him as admirable. admirable. Because um, he he went out and died doing something that he loves to do. Yeah, there are definitely some great qualities about him. Yeah, I I personally think that he's a pretty admirable person. He did make a lot of stupid mistakes yeah. leading up to his death, but he lived because he lived how he wanted to, not because anyone else told him. I think, which is a lot something a lot of people can learn from. I think for certain, he's both admirable. And reckless, you know, he's admirable in the way where he wanted to go and live his own life, which is fantastic. But he's really reckless in the way where in this day and age, you know, we we need to live with other people. It's a lot harder for us to live by ourselves. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's a lot harder. And Chris, Chris did grow up with people around. And even through his adventures, you realize he attached himself to people. He wasn't alone all the time. And the times where he was alone, he was a little more, like, you know, uncomfortable. So I think he's just reckless with having to think that he needs to be alone and by himself and without anybody else in the way that he doesn't accept any guidance. Yeah. Yeah, he could have... He could have... Let me speak. What, Ren? You go. So yeah, like I, he, he did do something good. Like he went out and did his own thing, but and he he didn't he didn't listen to people. And he could have he could have done that. He could have went out and done whatever he wanted, but in a way safer manner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but I think it's the danger that kind of thrilled him because. If you do everything in life perfectly safe, that's not fun. Yeah, well, that's, that's reckless. The danger part. Yeah. It's definitely reckless, but it's definitely, like, I can see why he did it. I can see why he did it, too, but it doesn't excuse the fact that he was being oh, yeah, very reckless. As hell. reckless and very yeah, the thing is that... Go, Cole. The thing is that, like, all right, so think about if he... Like, so he was in pursuit of his own happiness... So if he all right, so I know Anthony, you said like that he was possibly suicidal during that time. 
do you think that like like him if he never actually went on this adventure or if it got like cut short do you think that he like he he maybe would have ended up just killing himself like anyway due to the situation he was living in you know i would like that's definitely it's very possible it's possible but obviously i never knew the guy i can't really i'm not entirely sure if that was possible or not because you can only learn so much by reading what someone writes yeah words too it was another person kind of investigating it yeah yeah exactly and his journal wasn't very descriptive. Like, I mean, I, I think you guys have seen it. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, notes. Yeah, the author of the book pretty much tried to follow his journey and met the people that he met and kind of created the story. So, not necessarily everything's not necessarily true in the book. Which yeah, that is, yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but for the most part, it is yeah. based off reality. But there's definitely things that were either over exaggerated or even put in at all. Yeah, yeah. Because there's stuff in the movie that I mean, I watched the movie. There was stuff in the movie that was that occurred. Yeah, there's a, say that again, Cole. I said there's a there's a yeah. lot that occurs in the movie that I, that never actually occurred in the book, but it was actually like a part of his story, but for some reason left out of the book. Yeah. Um, there was in the beginning of of Into the Wild. Krakauer says that he he was not being an impartial observer; that he was he was favoring Chris. So, you know, I feel like definitely a lot of what we see and hear of Chris, well. Almost all of what we see in here of Chris is from Krakauer's point of view. Uh, I feel like some of it might might be not exactly told as a lie, but like manipulated and told in a way as though it leans more towards Chris. You know, uh, I mean, we focused a lot on all the bad things that happened in his life to lead him to leave, but we didn't focus on all like the things that Chris. I kind of like I'm losing my train of thought here a little bit. But just all of the the person that Chris was and how he was very against other people in a way. If I if you guys are understanding what I'm saying, I kinda lost my train of thought a little bit. There, yeah, I, I understand but... what you're saying. He he really yeah. he, he really tried to get away from society. Yeah. He was really against authority. He was against people like telling him what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as you were saying earlier about um being it being ran from Krakauer's perspective, it, it's definitely like you can see like there's probably a few times in the book where it was very biased towards Chris. Yeah. Like. John. 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 Yeah. John. All right, so right there, right there, Anthony. What, Ren? Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm in the living room because it's probably the best spot, and Johnny's just making noise. So, so um, 
should we should we go deep dive a little bit deeper? Uh, do you have any other questions? Um. All right. So at one point in the book, it says that Chris canoes down a river or kayaks or whatever, and ends up in Mexico and canoes down the ocean. That was. What's your opinion of that when it comes to admirable or reckless? That was incredibly reckless. And I feel I think yeah. I think there was even one moment where Chris was talking about it. Chris turned around. Yeah, where well, well, he was talking about it with I believe I forget exactly who it was, um, but he said that it was the scariest thing he's ever done. And I feel like even Chris was like, you know, when he was there, he was thinking he wasn't over his head, which is now making me think, you know, if he thought he was over his head, kayak he was. Around. Like the rivers and, and oh yeah, dude. How did he not think he was in over his head when he was going into Alaska? I get a question. Well, the thing is, water is pretty scary, and he wasn't a strong swimmer, if I remember no, correctly. He was, he was very right. scared of water. He was running. I'm a, I'm a, he was also running from like what the Park Service. Oh yeah, yeah. He like uh, so, at, point, at the Park Service said it was gonna be like three years before he could kayak down or something. It was like thirteen years. Yeah, because it was in, like two thousand four. Wasn't like the next thing that was open. Yeah. So he did it anyways. So he probably couldn't like stop for a break every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, no, I which, know, but wait, like he, he when, when the park service was like you can't kayak here, he could have just been like, All right, that sucks. But the thing is that is kind of stupid though. No, it, it was like, very stupid. And yeah, I'm not like, trying what's to defend the park service. But I'm just saying, like, you know, he was like so so about what he had to do, so against Against the rules of society, that it 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 almost cost him his life and on those rivers, and it oh it yeah, dude. his life in Alaska. Yeah. yeah, and I think the reason what you were saying earlier about him be, thinking he was over his head in the river, as compared to not thinking he was over in his head in Alaska, is kayaking down a white water river is a lot different than camping in the woods. I, I guess. Push. No, it, I got a, I got a question had, for you, Ryan. Probably didn't realize it was too late until he's already dead or starving. And what was your question, Ethan? How how far did he go in his kayak? He went from. I mean, he went all the way down through the Grand Canyon into the Sea of um, in, down by the uh, Gulf of California, and everything. Holy. Yeah, in a cave for like forty days or something down there. Yeah, because he got stuck in a sandstorm. <laughs> but so, all right. So, what I'm thinking is, Chris was very afraid of water, and he didn't know how to swim, or he wasn't a great swimmer, at least. Um, so he knew afterwards that he was over his head going down the river. I don't think it was much going down the river as it was when he was in the sea. Yeah. But so he, he was See, very afraid of that, and he realized he was in over his head of that. And I think maybe that added to his need to go to Alaska by thinking, I conquered my greatest fear. I'm so great. Oh. I need to go there and, like, you know, go on my great Alaskan adventure and prove to myself that, and, you know, he was, he was very all about his authors like Jack London, Leo Tolstoy, yeah. 
Um, now I got a, another question for you guys. That might spark something. Yeah. Uh, knock us out, Anthony. Do you think he exaggerated anything that happened? Definitely. Who did? Krakow or Chris? Chris. Mm. It's well, hard both, to tell. It's Yeah, it's hard. Because Chris was a very honest person. And he didn't really... I, I, I feel like he definitely wouldn't think he would get anything out of exciting things. Yeah, I... You're an honest person, but at the same time, when you do something cool, even if you are a pretty honest person, you're gonna over exaggerate a little bit. Yeah, it's like it's, and he also he also was. I I feel like no matter how you feel about Chris, you can agree that he was very full of himself, and he probably, you know, he probably did tell some stories about his adventures because he was like, you know, oh look at this very cool thing I did. And I feel like uh, going back to the authors, he kind of probably want to be like those authors in the way where he, and even when you look at some of the people who he read, they did like one very risky wilderness thing and they lived the rest of their life in kind of like leisure. Um, Yeah. And, you know, I feel like he kind of wanted to do that, write about it. And, and, And we were talking about how about one point he he did want to go back and he, the, the river trapped him in, you know, what if he wanted to go back and he wanted to start a family? He went home to his, his parents said, I'm sorry. You know, I, I feel like he was definitely full of himself and he, he probably did exaggerate some of the things he's saying now that I think more about it. I mean, the thing is that like, I feel like that he didn't want to cheat himself perhaps. Yeah on this, on his adventure, because the thing is that, like, dude, be, kayaking all the way down the Grand Canyon into the into the Gulf of California, like, I don't really know how much more you could really exaggerate that, because then, like, I, I, I don't know if you can really, to keep it believable, because he, he, so he kayaks all, like, several hundred miles into the Gulf of California, and then he friggin' hides in a, in a cave, from a sandstorm for 40 days. That, that might be a part where you could exaggerate. Is it, I don't, how do you even carry that much food on you in a kayak if you don't have any money? And water. Yeah. And in a cave, where do you... Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I guess he could go out and get water. I mean, I don't know how close he was to the river, but... That's the thing, is that you don't know if he has supplies with him or if he was hunting for it, because it never actually says it. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. It just says, yo... I, I kayaked. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, not not those words exactly, but <laughs> word for word. Yeah. Exact quote. Word for word. Yo, I kayaked. <laughs> Yo, this sandstorm looking like a problem. Yeah. I feel like some parts of his his adventure definitely added to the recklessness of his great Alaskan one because he he was like I survived all of these things that definitely or at least probably should have killed me like Alaska is going to be no problem that's why he, kinda, he went in with a 10 pound bag of rice and like nothing else he kind of he kind of took it he kind of took his victory over mother nature and ran with it but he ran too far yeah and it killed him 
I mean, I think no matter what, we have to look at it in a way where he was an admirable person in his his ideals, but mm-hmm. end, very you know, no matter what you say about him, he died out there because of his own choices. He didn't look at the at the plants close enough. He put he didn't like read the entire thing, so he put them in a, bla- a bag and the mold grew. No, honestly, I don't think it said that about the bag. I think that's just what happened, though. No, because... yeah, but, I mean, still, you know, he didn't look into like things. Hey, guys, one person at a time, because remember, it is, it is laggy. But he didn't look into things as much as he should have. And oh, no, mat- no matter what you say about him, it's his own fault that he lost his life. I don't think anyone was saying that it was anyone else's fault. We all kind of agreed from the start it was kind of his fault for dying. No, I know. It's just like, that's extremely reckless. That's the most reckless anybody can be. Uh, Yeah, but it's like... Lives with your recklessness is probably more reckless. Yeah, but... Yeah. I mean, think about his situation, though. I mean, like, he pretty much hated his... Like, the only person he truly kind of loved, I feel like, was Kareen, his sister. Yeah. And that's probably the only person who was super worried about, maybe besides, like, Wayne and Ron, that got super worried about having, like, Don in the wilderness because he didn't want to hurt her. And probably also Wayne and Ron. Mm -hmm. Except he's probably a little more prepared with those people. Yeah. Definitely. Like, if he had literally no one in his life that like he cared about, I, it would probably be a little less reckless in my opinion. But he did care about people, and people cared about him, which is a lot more reckless when your life on the line like that. Yeah. But like, like what you said earlier, Ryan, about him kind of doing it for the thrill. He, you know, just thinking about what the other things he did. He was he was an, a total adrenaline junkie. Oh, one hundred percent. We've done some pretty stupid things for the thrill before. Like, you, we oh, yeah. oh, have that. And I can I, I can totally see myself doing something like that for like a big rush. Yeah, but the difference. Yeah, but like, yeah, yo. The difference is, is like. He was a little more cocky than you were. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you if you you say like you would you would go do that for the thrill, but I definitely think you would have thought that through more than he did. Yeah. yeah. Well, as he, as like as you were saying, and as Liam was saying, he was very confident in himself to the point where it killed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, this might be a sidetracking question, but uh, how long does this have to be? Um, however long we want it to be, I guess. Okay, I was just curious. So yeah, you want to go to something else now, Ryan? Oh, uh, like what? Do um, you have another me... topic you want to go over? Or... Um, I mean, I don't personally have anything to go over besides like. Over like the major things, I guess let's just recap what each of us think. I still think he was pretty admirable, but he was very reckless. Hold on, hold on, Ryan. Ryan, Ryan give it, give it a second because you're you're like really lagging. All right.
All right. Is it better now? Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm going to say that he was pretty admirable for his ideals and doing what he wanted to because he wanted to do it, not because everyone else in the whole world was telling him to do it. And that's just something I personally look up to a lot. I don't want to live my life because my dad told, told me how to do it or my guidance counselor told me to do it or something like that. I'm personally a very firm believer in myself and that kind of stuff. So I find it pretty admirable, but it was definitely reckless because he was overconfident and that's what got him killed. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can, no, I definitely see lots of admirable qualities, but he was extremely reckless. Um, and so, you know, I, I just want to, if we're rounding this up, I just want to say that he was reckless to an extreme degree, but he did have admirable qualities about him. Yeah, I feel like that the idea, the idea that he had, and the fact that he was able to do, I mean, I mean, like I don't know, like, I, like what do you guys think? I mean, I, I personally wish I could just go out and just like do whatever I wanted for like two years, just wander around. Probably been longer, but then die. Yeah, I would love to do that, but the thing is, I yeah, know that I have to prepare for it because I can't do it all with just my wits. I'm not that smart. Yeah. I mean, like he—he he wasn't. Oh, I mean, like he did get a job a few times. Yeah, he was. He was but lad, like, though, like being able to survive for two years with basically no cash and only working for Wayne a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anna McDonald's. Yeah, I mean, his motives I think were the most admirable, admirable part about him. Mm-hmm. But his precautions were what brought him to an end. He didn't take warnings. He didn't pack anything other than. The bare essentials, and it's honestly a miracle he survived for that long. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's admirable in some right. Surviving 113 days in the wilderness in Alaska with no prior experience. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, no, that's that's you know that's something to be proud of. But he still did die in the end. But one thing I guarantee, if he had read some more books on plants and stuff, and that the area he, he would have lived. He would have. He had a he had a book, he had a plant guide. Yeah, but, I know. But I mean, but, like you know, still. Isn't that where? Isn't that actually where he wrote his journal in the back of it? I thought you just had another notebook, yeah, but I can. Another notebook. I think he ran out of pages and started using the. He, he ran out of pages and started using the notebook or the uh, field guide. You know, um, Miss Davis was telling me Ryan that when they found his body, um. It was like they think he was dead for like like I think like three months or so, right? Yeah, they found three months later. No, it was it was a long time. Yeah, it was a while. His corpse weighed like forty to sixty pounds. Yeah, but which obviously decomposition and stuff, but it also means that he he was extremely extremely starved and dehydrated. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. He starved to death. Yeah. When you starve to death, you're generally pretty starved. Yeah, I know. I just was putting an extra fact in. Yeah. Does it, um, 
Who actually found him? Do you know? It was Moose Hunters. Yeah, it was a bunch of hunters. What, Ryan? Moose Hunters was all that was labeled on the book. At least I remember. Yeah. I wonder what would have happened if he was never found. He'd still be there to this day, probably. His skeleton. He'd still be kicking. You wonder I what happened what... if he was never found. <laughs> you know, we. No, no, no. Exactly I mean, like, that. I meant like more like if he wasn't, if he was found like a lot later, like would people have thought he was more admirable, or like would their opinion of him change, or like, I feel like I... fairly the same thing would have happened. Yeah, it'd probably be around the same thing. Oh come on. <laughs> Alright. Well, does anyone have any more stuff to add, or should we wrap this up? I'm, I'm all Maybe set. Wrap yeah, up. We're all set. I'm all set. Alright. Well, thank you for joining me, and thank you for your input in this podcast. And thank you, Ms. Davis, for listening to the whole thing you do. Alright? <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, 